Hey, it's Rob Cressy, and the podcast you're about to hear is part two of a two-part conversation I had with Gil Nevo, my branding coach. In this episode, we go into specifics about key things I learned while working with him to clarify the messaging and offering of Bacon Sports. I'm an avid note taker, so over the course of three months, I have pages upon pages of Evernote nuggets of wisdom that we run through. At the end, we also talk about Gil's newest project, Brand School, which is your opportunity to work with him in a unique format. If you missed part one of the conversation, we talk about the mindset and process behind the Bacon Sports brand redesign. You can check it out wherever you listen to podcasts. Now on to the show. Enjoy. So I want to do something fun and different right now. And as you mentioned, I wrote copious notes of everything, like literally everything that we said nonstop for an hour and a half, I'm typing notes. So after the fact, I went back and I compiled the best parts of everything that we did so that I can continually go back and review it. So what I would like to do is in a very popcorn manner so we can fly through some of these to deliver a lot of value. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring up certain points or questions that were brought up that were hugely impactful to me. And I want you to give a little nugget or two on each of these and we'll see how many of these we can get to because there's a lot of things that'll come up here that'll really show uh, the listener what we were working on from a very specific level. Cool. So, by the way, that was amazing, by the way. When, whenever you, when you wrote those things, I was just like, there's no way he's ever going to read, read those again. And now to hear that you actually went back and compiled, because we did so much work. I mean, we would go in, we did, what would, we're doing, like 90-minute sessions. Yeah. We would talk about so many things in those sessions. We talk about business and creativity and your offer and the product and brand and like philosophy. I mean, we went through so much and I just saw you writing, writing, writing. And I was just thinking, just where is all that going to go? So to hear that you actually took it all and compiled it into something, I think that's amazing. Compiled it into something. I can go way more than that. One, (laughs) we recorded the videos so that I could have it for future use because I would go back if I couldn't type fast enough. I would go back to the specific moments and rewatch it. And then two, what I did is I have a master file and then I broke it down into three things, sales, messaging, and offering, because the next component of this was putting together the Bacon Sports website. So I had to essentially now create a brand new website. So I had to redo everything that we just talked about in a more specific way. So without further ado, number one, turn clarity into conversations with people. So this was from one of the challenges I had was on the sales side of things. So now that we've got the offering and we've got the messaging, we really dug into the sales side of what what we do. How am I handling my calls? Um, How am I uh, leading them down so that I'm just not talking in relationship building that I'm actually doing something where there's an action item at the end. So turning clarity into conversations with people, that is literally the first thing on my file. Yeah, that's amazing. And, and so I remember when this came up and it was, um, you had done a podcast with somebody and you had, been, you had spoken to them afterwards about, about what you do and, and it was kind of in line with what we were talking about what you do. And we were going over the, the conversation that you had had with them and we 
realize that you were building a relationship, but you weren't clear about what your offering was. And, and granted, at the time, you were just getting clear. But I think what it was about is give the offer and get the feedback, right? If you don't tell people exactly what you do, you're not going to get the kind of feedback that tells you whether or not this is interesting to them or not. So if you have an offer and if you're talking to somebody who's a potential customer or client, then make the offer. Tell them exactly what it is in the clearest, no-nonsense terms that you got and then see if they react. And then you can gauge, okay, well, why isn't this offer interesting to them? And then you can go and you can you know, rework the offer. Maybe it's the offer, maybe it's the way you said it, but at least you went through that with, with them. So feedback, it's all about feedback. Cool. So the next one, and here we go, because my file just uh, closed it. All right, what does a warm call and right connection look like? So the next part of this from a sales side of things was, am I talking to the right people? So really clarifying who that person is so I'm not spending time chasing the wrong people. This is so yeah. important, just like so incredibly important because so many companies struggle with who is your target audience or target customer. Yeah. Well, when you're doing sales, right, you want to, you know, everybody's, there, there's a moment at first when you think, or it's not just sales or you're building a, a new business. At first, when you haven't clarified who your customers are, then everybody seems like the right customer. And so you can waste a lot of breath and you know, energy telling somebody about your offer who it's never going to interest. So you have to really dig in and understand who your customers are. You might know that you know, somebody in a middle management at a big company is not your customer, but a CEO is, or maybe an entrepreneur is, or, you know, or a homeowner. Let's say you have, I don't know, a furniture, uh, a luxury furniture business, and you know that a homeowner may not be the one who buys it. Maybe it's the interior designer, but the point is to really specify, okay, what am I doing and who's my real cut? Like who will actually buy this? Who can afford it? Who has the right to make the decision, whether it's in a household or, or a company, who's got the authority? And I think we dug into that a little bit and kind of made, made a concerted effort not to waste energy on people who are not your target yes. and are not potential, yeah. So one thing that I think really encapsulates how I felt when I first met you in December was I needed to create my offense and I wanted offense, not defense. At the time, I felt that I was very reactive in everything that I did, that I was on defense the entire time of my business. And that at the end of this, once we finally got to the relaunch of the Big and Sports website, I had created my offense and really us working together was creating the bacon sports offense to allow me to go out to the market and kick ass. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, and that's, look, when I first started nice studios, my production company, you know, I think it's about seven, eight years ago, you know, we would field any offer, like anybody who needed a video or a production, you know, would, we would take it into consideration. But as soon as we clarified what we do and made a decision, this is what we do, then at that point, we weren't just fielding stuff or being reactive to the market. At that point, we had a, something very specific and we were going out to the market with this particular thing. So it made our targeting um, a lot more narrow. It helped us understand who our customers were. It helped us understand who, who our customers aren't. It can help you, it helped us decide there are certain jobs that under a certain price point, are not going to allow us to deliver 
what it is that we want to deliver. So right away, that takes out a whole stratus of people who are trying to come to you with offers, right? So clarity, again, clarity, clarity, clarity. So one word, which was just huge into drilling this down was urgency. How do we create urgency? So one of the things that says, people who hire me, what is their urgency? Because one of the pain points that I came to you with was I can have a lot of good conversations, but at the end of the day, there just wasn't this level of urgency saying, man, my hair is on fire, Rob, you have the water to help put it out. And we really drilled down to this to get to Rob, or how we get to, we need Rob to do this. Well, there's two, I think there's two levels to that, right? There's, there's the urgency created by a customer sign, suddenly finding out that there's a, an avenue or a channel that they didn't know existed, right? So for example, uh, a company is thinking about doing a podcast and they just didn't know, you know, they thought, well, we have to do it ourselves at some point. Then they find you and suddenly they realize, oh, there's a way for this podcast to happen and Rob can do it and all it's going to take is a little bit of money. You know, like it's a, there, there is an urgency, right? Suddenly the thing becomes urgent because they've always wanted to do it and they see the avenue, whereas before they were kind of blocked by, you know, the technical stuff. So that's one way to create urgency. Um, and then the other way is just to be so clear and targeted that the only people who find you are people who already need what you have right? So you're not wasting time talking to customers who don't need what they have because there's not going to be any urgency when a customer doesn't need a podcast, a co some content strategy. If they're like hunky-dory and they're making money and everything's working for them, then they're, they're not, there's nothing urgent about your service, right? So, you know, yeah, that's two, two, two way street there. So this one is bolded in my notes and this is an overarching thing. And we, we figured out I have a marketing and sales system that is missing. I need to hit the right people at the right time with the right offer. And for me, that completely encapsulates everything that we did working together because my system was missing on the marketing and the sales side of things. And I knew right people, so that's target audience, at the right time, boom, urgent, with the right offer to where they say, boom, I need Rob to do this. Bacon sports is where we go. Yeah. And then, and I, again, it's funny. Everything goes back to clarity, right? Everything goes back to clarity and understanding, you know, what it is that you do so that you can, you know, take out all the noise and just focus in on your target. And, you know, sometimes that, that takes work, especially if you're creative or you're an entrepreneur who has a lot of experience doing a lot of things and, kind of, a, there's a lot of carrots in front of you. You, you, you get one company who needs this and one client who needs this and you can do it all for them. Right. And so you start to get pulled into, in different directions as far as like, what are you, what is, what am I going to build my business on? And I think that what we did was we took away some of those carrots so that you're not focused on them anymore. And now you can just move in, in a single lane that'll get you to where you want to go. This is also bolded, where can I be the best? That needs to be part of the story. And this one is so simple. And for me, who screams from the mountaintops of everything that I do, once again, I do believe the clarity comes back to this. Like, it is such, I mean, I can't understate how important the clarity side of this is because 
I felt that what we do best was actually hidden. And we really had to drill down to say, well, what is it that you do best? And that's when we eventually got to engagement. So it started in engagement, went through all these circles. And then it's like, Rob, where can you be the best? And I was like, fan engagements. Yeah. I think if you want to build a successful brand, I think there's really no point in building any, and this is just probably personal opinion and, and you obviously share it, but there's really no point in building anything if you don't have the possibility in there somewhere of being the best. And, you know, there's, there are things that are measured, like, you know, a swimmer goes in the Olympics and being the best is measured by a time, by a time. And, and there's no two ways about it. You've either, you know, you either made it to the finish line first or you didn't. But when you're building a brand, um, either in the creative space, in media, um, or even if you're building a product, being the best is not always measured like that. Being the best is about creating an experience for your customers. And being the best is, you know, creating that experience in a way that nobody else can do it. So building a brand is about being unique, creating a unique experience for your customers. And I think that's what you're doing now. It's like you've put all these things together. You already have this amazing work ethic. You already have this amazing personality. And now you know that I'm going to take whatever's unique about me. I'm going to put it all in my business. I'm going to focus it. And as a result, I'm going to deliver the best for my clients because nobody else is, is Rob. So like in a way, because you built your brand around, you know, an authentic, you built it around your own authenticity, then you're going to be the best because you're going to deliver the product and nobody else will be able to replicate that experience. And I think that's a huge part of it because there's no, there is no, there is no um, objective best in the creative field and the kind of services that you provide, right? Yeah. So this will be the last one that we will talk about and we're only halfway through the file. So I could go on all day about this, but one thing that was really important to me was rediscovering my creativity and it was really giving myself permission to be creative because for me it was, I got to do sales, got to do sales to get, to get in front of people to try and generate revenue. And because of it, my creativity really got stifled. So one thing that we talked about was sort of how you do things from a creative standpoint. And there's two things that you said that really struck out to me. One, structure should be a freeing thing, which I completely agree with. And number two, if it wasn't meant to be that day, it wasn't meant to be. And this is something that I struggled with because I would often get time guilt that um, as an entrepreneur chasing his dreams, that I, had a, I have a very hard time not doing something. And the inactivity would really eat me up because my mind's still going and I couldn't relax. And you're just like, you know what, man? If it wasn't meant to be this day. It wasn't meant to be. It had sort of just such a good creative airy vibe that I really enjoyed. So give us a little insight into sort of your creative flow and how you think about these sort of things. Cause I think it's super valuable because I learned a ton from you about this because it made me very freeing inside. Yeah. There, you know, I, I first of all, thanks for bringing that up. I mean, uh, you know, I have so much, I probably have way too much to say about this um, in general, but I'm glad you brought it up um, because there's so many, uh, 
marketing people out there, right? Talking about marketing and business and all this stuff. And I come, you know, while I have a business background, obviously from the, my own, having my own businesses, you know, I started my career as a creative and everything that I've gotten done that's good in life has come from creativity and imagination and thinking outside the box and allowing the creative uh, part of me to uh, really shine through. And I, you know, and I, I identify as a creative first and foremost. Um, and so I think that partly the work I do speaks to people who are creative because it allows that room for brainstorming, for digging into something, for talking in circles until you get somewhere that feels right, um, where you wouldn't get that if it was just about the numbers. And look, numbers are important things. And I know, you know, I just heard an amazing talk by this guy, Scott Painter. Um, he is, he uh, started Cars Direct, then he started True Car, and now he is the founder of FAIR. And I mean, this guy is like huge billionaire, successful, like raises $10 billion in funding for a new startup. You know what I mean? Like, no joke. And he's a numbers guy. And, you know, I think it's awesome. I was so inspired hearing him talk. But I also know that I am a creative. And I have to allow myself to be inspired, to live authentically. Uh, one of my favorite mottos is live by design, not by default. Um, you know, we are really lucky here in America that we get to create our lives. I mean, you're building a business off of podcasting and video, and I've built a business, you know, drawing, and I've made a, an entire career out of, you know, sketching in my sketchbook and, you know, playing on After Effects and shooting video and taking photos. I mean, that's what I've done my entire career. That's what I live off. And so the fact that that's possible here is so incredible. And I think it's our duty as, you know, creatives, as entrepreneurs. I, I put entrepreneurs in the creative bucket because if you're trying to bring something new to the table, then you're a creator one way or another. And you have creativity uh, in you through and through. Um, so I'm a big believer in allowing that to shine through and, and to make that a part of, of how you work, right? How you reach uh, ideas, how you reach solutions for things, because that's the way, that's how you're going to shine. That's how you're going to find that unique space, you know, in particular with bacon sports. Now, I mean, you have this, like the website looks good. The design looks good. You have a very specific offering and it's a hundred percent true to who you are and what you want to do. And because you've narrowed it down and this is what we we're talking about is because you've narrowed it down that now it can open up like this. Because now you have the structure that allows everything to flow in and you can accept any type of work that you want. So let's get to that part, which is the final part of this journey. So we're done with our three months and in the final few weeks, it's like, all right, the, the next step in this, Rob, is to reinvest in yourself. You got to create a new website. And it's like, I just invested all this time and energy and money in hiring you as a coach and it was amazing but now it's time for me to double down on myself again and it was something that i really wanted to do and i knew had to happen and one of the struggles was do i still continue to keep two websites because the the bacon sports side of things in the community that we've built that's what i love to do like 
the reason I'm doing this, I always make this joke that I'm going to have to build a multi-million dollar agency to make $50,000 a year as a blogger. Because, <laughs> because literally all I want to do is create sports <laughs> content. Yeah. So we've got the bacon sports side of things, which has been organically grown there. And they've known us as just sports comedy content, articles, videos, podcasts, events, social. And then the Crest Media, the buttoned agency side. And I'm like, man, I really struggled with how do you put both of these together? I, I literally, no joke, talked to 50 different people, mentors, people I respect on what you would do. And 50% of the people said I would keep them separate. And 50% of the people said I would put them all under one roof. And I was like, well, great. This doesn't help me one bit because there's conflicting things from creative people in everyone. And then finally, it, I just thought to myself through all of our talks, I was like, I'm going all in. This is how we're doing it. Bacon Sports is going to become a sports content and social media marketing agency. And oh, by the way, we're still going to continue to organically build our sports community. We're going to still create organic content. It'll just not be the main storefront of what we do. So hired an awesome graphic designer to put this site together. I'm so incredibly excited because of what it allows us to do to grow as a brand. And people are, are joining the Bacon Sports journey at various parts. Some people were there when we had less than 100 people coming to the website a day. Some people came to our Bacon Sports and Beer Celebration events. Some people are just finding out about us yesterday. And it, it really makes me proud to see the evolution of all of this and then the impact we're going to be able to have on other people. Because once again, now that I've doubled down and doubled down again, it's now is when I have to show what we're really made of and make this work. That the journey of a dream isn't when you get permission to do something or land a client. That's when it's like, all right, now you have to show what you can do and really prove that you can do this. And I want to thank you for just getting me to this point because it is, it's a culmination of my dreams and thank you. Oh man. Uh, my pleasure. My pleasure. I think, um, I think it's funny. Like when we, first, when we, you know, I'm going to be super honest, right. But like when we ended after three months, it's like, we had all this great stuff. We'd done all this amazing work. And there was like, almost like a little bit of a letdown because there was a question in the air of, okay, what's changed now? We just spent three months, you know, talking about a lot of stuff, going through some stuff that didn't work. And the last, the last, I think it was the last session or the last couple of sessions, it was all about, okay, now you have to take this and you have to get this website. And you knew you had to, but you were like, shit, I'm into it. Like, I just spent three months. We just worked together. We clarified everything. Now I got to spend more money. Like, it just felt like, uh, like this kind of almost like a letdown. Right. And, and it was, it was pretty funny at the time. And I was like, Oh, I, I you know, now that I'm not going to be coaching him, you know, what, what's going to happen now with this, right. With all the work that we did. And, and, and that's something that, by the way, you know, when you start working on your brand and for real, like when you really start to dig in, there's a lot of investment to make. You're starting a business. You got to have a great website. You got to have, and not everybody agrees with this, but I believe that if you want to build a brand, you have to have a, a nice website and you have to have a great online presence and you have to look good and you have to look the part that you want to play. And that takes investment. It takes, you know, design and it takes 
you know, photography. I mean, if you want to do it right and compete with the big players out there building big brands, then you have to invest. And you, you know, you have some great contacts, you got a designer. And then I think about a month after we finished, you showed me, you know, the first template for the website. And it almost brought me to tears. I was just like, oh my God, there's all the work that we did over three months on, you know, in a design, on a website. And I know that's just, just the website, right? There's a lot of stuff behind it in order to actually get business and turn that into business. But the fact that you were able to so clearly lay out everything that you're about, what you do, what you've done in the past. I mean, that's another thing we talked about is like your story, how you got to this place, how to integrate your story into all of this to make it that much more powerful. And so to see that, I was just like, you know, I got, I get goosebumps just thinking about it now because it was such a great moment. I felt like we'd kind of done what we had set out to do in a lot of ways, you know? Yeah, I agree. And this will take us to the culmination point of what you are now doing. And I want to talk about brand school because I cannot recommend working with you enough because I saw the tangible results that happened from this. And anyone listening to this who has a dream or who's creative or who's an entrepreneur who wants to accomplish something and who wants clarity and help with messaging and branding and where they're going and how they're going to do this, I am proof that this works when you open your heart, you fully commit, and you say, nothing is going to stop me from making this happen, and I'm going to get people around me that are going to help me because you're the average of the five people you spend the most amount of time with. For three months, every other week, I spent an hour and a half with Gil, and the knowledge you have and the way that you're able to help me and ask questions, and it's a lot of self-discovery. You weren't telling me what I was supposed to do. It was like leading me and asking the questions, and we had to both come at this and, hey, do you think about this this way? And there's just so much good that can come from working with you. So I'm super excited to talk about what you're doing now with Brand School because this is now the culmination of the next level of what you're doing. So talk about it. Yeah, well, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about Brand School. I mean, the idea is really simple. You know, the work, obviously the work that I do with people is valuable, um, but it's not always affordable um, for people. And what I want to do is open up this world of thinking. So the type of thinking that we, that we have, that we did together, right. It comes from many years of, you know, working on creative projects, working with big teams, working, working with corporate clients who have some of the best minds and best thinkers in the planet working with them. Um, and I've taken all of that stuff that I've got over the last, you know, 20 some odd years of, of working with, really high profile players and some of the best projects in the world. Um, even back to South Park, you know, and, and the work I did there. Right. Um, and I want to make that available to a lot of people at any stage. I just want to make it available. I want to make it easy. I want to make it a no brainer. I don't want somebody to like have to think, you know, so hard about, whether they're going to invest in themselves. Like I want an easy road for somebody to make an investment in themselves that yields. I mean, I know it's a cliche to say yields 10 X results, but it yields everything. 
You know, the kind of clarity that you get is the difference between, you know, being stuck in life and in business and moving forward. And it's so powerful, obviously, that um, I just want to make it accessible to everybody in a format that's both uh, that works for me, obviously, financially, where I can actually sustain it, but is also affordable for people at any stage of the brand development. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of courses out there, a lot of online courses out there for people. And I've done many of them. I mean, I've, you know, I've dabbled in online courses and there's a lot of great information, but honestly, the type of work that we did one-on-one -on -one live, there's nothing, nothing like that. You can't go to a course and watch a video and get that kind of work. And so what I've created is an online live class. It's like, it's like, it's like going to class at, at, at a university or whatever. It's a small group of people. It's limited to 12 people. And we do this kind of work as a group. And we get real feedback, not only from me, but also from the group. And we handpick the entrepreneurs who are, who are a part of it. And we make sure that everybody there actually has a real business and is really working on something that's awesome and can really um, deliver. And we create a community, I think. You know, it's not just... It's, it's a course, but it's also building a community and building your team and getting the kind of feedback that you and I um, uh, had together uh, in, a, in an affordable, accessible package. So Gil, where can people connect with you and find out more about this? Um, well, you can go to brandschool.live and uh, all the information is there. Um, and, uh, you know, this is a brand new project and I, I want to tell everybody who's watching this um, to reach out to me personally about this, right? This is not, I'm branding Brand School to become the world's number one brand strategy platform for creatives and entrepreneurs. That's my goal. Like there is nothing, uh, there, there may be one or two things out there that are kind of similar, but there is nothing out there with this kind of education, in this kind of format, at this price point, there's nothing. And that's, and my goal is to be the number one platform where you go, if you, you know, if you're building a business, you gotta pass by brand school. You gotta learn the kind of things that we teach. We gotta help you with your vision, your customers, understanding who you're talking to, your story, your messaging, your identity, your marketing, all that stuff. So you gotta pass through us as like a gauntlet to become an amazing entrepreneur. That's my, that's my goal. So what I'm telling people right now is talk to me about this because I'm here, I'm behind this. I'm the one who's actually mentoring everybody and, you know, reach out to me personally, my emails on the website. Like if you're interested and you want to join and you think this might be a fit, uh, talk to me directly and we'll set up a meeting and we'll talk and we'll figure out how, how it can be helpful to you. And I highly recommend if this is something that is interesting to you or you listen to this podcast or video and, and it really spoke to you, reach out to Gil and have that first conversation. Uh, one of my life mottos is live in action. And so many people will hear something like this and be like, oh, that sounds like a good idea and not hit up Gil. Like if, if this sounds awesome to you, do it right now. Go to his website and get the call because once you get on the call, then you're really going to see what is possible. Your eyes are going to open because for me, there was no debating if I was going to do it working with you. It was literally after the first session, 
I was like, holy crap. I was like, whatever this is, I need it. And I believe this is something that has so much value to help people on their journey. So Gil, I very much appreciate everything that you've done for me with Bacon Sports, my creative self. So once again, thank you very much, my friend. And I appreciate you, man. It's been an amazing relationship seeing you, um, seeing your business get to where it is and uh, continuing also the friendship. Um, I think I, I love it, man. So I'm, I'm honored and, and definitely blessed to have met you and, and to work with you. So, you know, it's all reciprocal. That's it. That's all. As always, thanks for listening. Before we go, head to BaconSports.com to sign up for my newsletter to get content creation and personal development tips to help you on your journey. Also, I'd love to hear your thoughts about this podcast episode. Did it cause you to think or take action in some way? Drop me a line on Instagram at Rob underscore Cressy and let me know what's up.